Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Tell you what, my asshole's clenched because we were having some technical difficulties over here at Casa McMahon. Wow, did not warm that up at all. I just recorded an entire episode with my sister, the Georgia Law Lady, and then I realized her microphone was short-circuiting the entire time. So (laughs) I've got faulty equipment. So anybody who's listening to this, send me new gear. So we're having to start from scratch. I'll catch you up to speed. I mean, I know it was Friday the 13th this week, and I know that Mercury's in retrograde and something else is fucking happening. But it's also, I'm just chalking it up to anything that I've tried to get done recently just hasn't. It hasn't worked out the way it was supposed to. I've had to like actually kind of not get aggressive, but I've I've just had some shit going on. Some business deals were trying to close. Things are getting wonky. It's like I'm really trying to do the most and I'm getting the least back. And it's frustrating. And I know that everybody I feel like is just shut down. Like what? We're going into a second wave of COVID. Well, it's always been here, but I guess it's, you know, are we going to shut down again? What's happening? Nobody knows. Do you know? I don't. Has anybody called Uncle Charlie? Does he know what the hell's going on? Sure doesn't. It's like the wild, wild west everywhere. Nobody has any idea. Can you make plans? Can you not? Are we going to kill grandma? Don't want to. Let's avoid it. Lot of misinformation. I mean, it's just everything. (sighs) I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. What I am going to get into is something funny that happened this week. So I recorded all this shit with my sister. I only have one working mic, so I'm going to have to retell the story as best as I can. I know y'all love the Georgia law lady. Shout out to her. So Ashley's car broke down. All of our electronics, our TVs went out, our cars all went out this year. Like, I don't know what's going on. If there's some weird tilt, some sort of electronic shift in the universe and I got to go outside and put my bare, literal bare paws, my bare feet into the grass and get regrounded with the earth. I don't know what that does, but I think I need to do it because we've just been having our electronics crap out left and right. And I know that they often say that has to do with Mercury and retrograde, but either way, I mean, everything. My cell phone's not fucking working. Nothing's working. Long story short, Ashley calls me. She's getting off the highway. 
calls me last Wednesday at like two o'clock and she's like, Heather, my car is shaking. All the lights are going off. Oh my God, what do I do? I'm like, pull off to the closest thing you see on the highway. She just happened to pull off in front of a strip club. Now, this is a strip club OTP, which is outside the perimeter. There's ITP in Atlanta, which is inside the perimeter and OTP, which is outside. Essentially to me, it just means like kind of the suburbs. So she pulls up in front of the Oasis Good Time Emporium. And I'm like, Ashley, I know exactly where you are. I'm going to swoop in. Mama's coming to get you. I'm not even kidding you. We sat in this parking lot and laughed for a good solid eight and a half minutes while we waited on Scotty from AAA to show up. This strip club parking lot was a cast of fucking characters. Everybody was so lit. It was unbelievable. First of all, if you want to get a AAA or a tow truck or you wonder where your landscapers are, all the tow trucks in Atlanta and all the landscaping trucks in Atlanta are just sitting outside the Oasis at two o'clock. And I figure, you know, when, when the lawn team comes, they usually come pretty early and then they're probably done for the day. They're like, let's go see some titties. Don't blame them at all. The wild thing is, and listen, AAA is a great service, okay? Not sponsored, would love to be. But Scotty from AAA showed up in literally six and a half minutes. And of course, he quoted us 30 to 40. He came barreling around the corner, which made me think he was actually in the strip club, but just parked on the other side of the building and we couldn't see him. You know what I mean? Like he got there too quick. It was just enough time to slug back a Michelob Ultra and then sign his tab. You know what I'm saying? And so we're just sitting in this parking lot laughing our asses off. And then so Scotty comes around the corner. His Oakleys are so tight. I want you to imagine like Oakleys that are just embossed into his skin on the side of his face. He has never taken these Oakleys off. They have been on his face since 87. It is what it is. Point blank period. That's what's up. So literally, no lie. Scotty pulls up and he goes, oh, you guys, you guys uh, broke down in front of Oasis. Let me tell you what. It's not the best strip club in Atlanta. It's the Pink Pony, which is the best. And I'm like, I already love that Scotty's telling us, one, he goes to strip clubs and two, which ones are the best. Now, I've been to pretty much every strip club in Atlanta. I'm very proud of my city. Uh, Places like Tampa and I don't know, maybe Vegas will try and say that they have the most strip clubs. They don't. Atlanta has Maybe we don't have the most, but we have the best. First question, though, I was wondering, wanted to pop my head in and just kind of see what the vibe in the strip club was. Did seem like there were about 200 plus cars outside. So I didn't want to expose myself to whatever, you know, not only butt dust, but also the COVID dust in there. I was trying to stay safe. But I'm wondering, so in Atlanta, it's a very particular thing that the ladies and gentlemen are fully nude. I'm talking no loincloth, not even a tampon. It's just you know, balls to the wall, literally. But I'm wondering, were they not wearing panties, but they had face masks on? So if anybody's been to a strip club recently, please let me know what the vibe is, how the energy, what the smell in the room is. You know what I mean? Because I I thrive at a strip club. Anytime I've been to a strip club, which is quite often, I, I have a really good time at strip clubs. I don't know what it is about strippers, exotic dancers. I just have this familiar face. Whether you know me because you follow me or not, I think because I have kind of a fuller neck. So it's like I'm very approachable. I'm like that friendly, chubby friend. But I have nice high cheekbones and kind eyes. That's a humble brag, if you guys didn't know what that is. I think that immediately the dancers are like, oh, I know her, either from high school or maybe we dance together because I got jiggly tits. Like there's something about it that I seem very approachable. 
I can literally say without a doubt on my dead father, any strip club I have ever been to, they always approach me and say, hey girl, how are you? Good to see you. Like they know that I know that we know that at some point in our lives, we probably work together. And that's a beautiful thing. But I was so curious and I, I should have inquired and asked Scotty, Scotty, were you inside? What's the vibe? Were they wearing masks? You know, at this point, does it matter? Probably not. But I just wanted to get the, the low down. Also, Scotty immediately said, he's like, first problem, you're driving a BMW. You need to get rid of this and get yourself a truck. Trucks are reliable 24-7, 365. So not only did Scotty come in so fucking hot, let us know his favorite trip club, but he also let us know that um, my sister's car was a bad decision from the get. And I also respect that kind of honesty. I, I think I give you that level of honesty on the Absolutely Not Podcast. So I really respected this guy. So we're having to get cars, computers, podcast equipment's crapping out. And Ashley and I were laughing so hard. So we ended up going to get an ice cream. I was like, fuck it. We are two mid 30, you know, I'm 33, she's 36. I said, we're two 30 year old adults. We're going to get an ice cream. We're going to follow Scotty up to Alex Automotive so we can get this BMW looked at. I mean, our car is 10 years old. It's time, we, it's time to, to flip it, switch it, and reverse it. You know what I mean? I had an older BMW. I drove, when I went out to LA, I drove my sister's old, old BMW. And I called it White Lightning. She was a two-seater, three-series. They don't even make this series anymore. I mean, it was the sexy car. And I got the car washed because I was going to sell it on Craigslist because I just upgraded to my jet at the time. And I got into a terrible car accident. On my way home, I was less than a mile from my fucking apartment. And I was about to meet the Craigslist seller to come sell this car. And in that moment, I realized that this car loved me so much that it threw itself literally into oncoming traffic because it didn't want anybody else's ass to sit on those leather seats. And I kind of had one of those moments where I was like, shit, I'm out of the $6,000 I could sell this car for. But also, wow, White Lightning, what a connection we had. And thank you for your sacrifice. I don't know. I'm just being very nostalgic about that moment right there. But anyway, Scotty was a fucking trip. There's one thing that I can rest assure is going to help me get through 2020. It's having a good night of sleep. And how am I doing that? I'll tell you what, with my purple pillow and my purple mattress, which is unlike anything you have ever slept on. Why? Because it's got that purple grid technology, which is literally a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open air channels designed to neutralize body heat, Purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses just can't replicate. It is what it is. And this cutting edge technology doesn't stop with the mattresses. Every Purple pillow is engineered with the grid for a total head to neck support and absolute airflow. There's nothing better when you put your head down at night and you got that cool, crisp pillow. I hate a hot pillow. I don't have to worry about that with my Purple pillow and that purple grid. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. I freaking love the pillows. It is. It just keeps my head cool. You know, I sweat from the face, but with that purple pillow, I am feeling good, feeling fresh. You can try every purple product risk-free with free shipping and returns, and Purple has financing available as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Experience the purple grid, and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash absolutely 10 and use promo code absolutely 10. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash absolutely promo code absolutely 10 for 10% off any order $200 or more. 
Oh, let me tell you this. So when we're sitting there waiting for Scotty to come around the corner, one, this guy comes out of the strip club and he's got a business suit on. Now, it doesn't really necessarily mean you're a power player, you have any money. You could wear a suit and, you know, be an embalmer at a funeral home. A lot of professionals wear suits. And that's no hate, no shade to embalmers at funeral homes. But you know what I mean? I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily mean you're just a stock market guy. This guy comes out of the strip club, two o'clock in the afternoon, goes to the back of his car, which is a nice high-end model, literally pops a trunk, gets out a full thing of Listerine mouthwash, swigs it, spits it out, puts the top back on, and then gets into his nice vehicle and starts driving off. Ashley and I are like, no, fucking DUI, we're seeing it live. I don't like calling the cops, but when somebody's drunk, I do feel like it's my my public duty. Like if you're going across eight lanes on the highway, yeah, I'm probably going to call the police and let them know. You know, we got a Buick LeSabre going rogue. But either way, it was so wild. Then an older gentleman, probably maybe 102 years old, comes out. He's got shit kickers on, suited and booted, big cowboy hat, gets in the back of his Camry. He didn't get in the back of his camera. He gets in the front, the driver's seat. And he, when I say this guy, went over a curb, took air. He was literally lifted. Like grandpa, I'm going to call him Grandpa John, just lifted in the air, hits the fucking curb and keeps going. And was like, I do this every Tuesday. (laughs) It was nuts. I said, well, listen, if this is a good, if this is a good time to break down, it's in front of a strip club. Did I want a chicken tinder basket? You bet your ass I did. Did I go in and get it? I didn't. So another crazy thing that's happened to Ashley is one of her friends got her this psychic reading of who her soulmate's going to be on Etsy. I will find the information. I'll try and link it. There's an Etsy soulmate, let's say a psychic maybe. I I don't know what like medium this is. If they are a medium, I don't know what to call this. But all Ashley had to do was give them her name and her birthday and, and what gender she was interested in. So she's like, I want, you know, I like dudes. It's my birthday. This is my name. And the guy, this lady sends her back a rendered sketch, almost kind of looks like a a crime sketch. You know what I'm saying? On the five o'clock news, like, if you see this man, please call 911. But the guy's really hot. And I'm going to share it on Instagram when this podcast comes out. So it's fresh to death on you. But this guy is really hot. Now, I don't know if this is a generic photo that she's sending to all these women. And I kind of want to submit to her and just see if I get the same photo. But then Ashley said, don't do that because what if you get somebody else? And then you're like, what if I'm not supposed to marry Jeff? And I'm like, I'm, of course, supposed to marry Jeff. But I kind of think this woman might be scamming as well. However, though, this guy is very good looking and looks very much so like somebody Ashley could date. So I think I really should put this out there like a flyer, if you will. And I should put it out there, out on the streets, put it on some telephone poles, put it up on Instagram, on the Twitters, all the things, and see if we can find this guy. He's kind of ethnically ambiguous. Like, he could be just like a cool, sexy European man. He could be Middle Eastern. He could just be like like six generations removed Italian. I don't know. But he's got dark hair. It's a black and white rendering. So I guess that's smart on her part because she leaves it up to the interpretation of whether or not he's got hazel eyes, blue eyes. Like she's not trying to get too specific. And that's kind of why I think this is a little bit of a scam, but I'm also here for it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are uh, into seeing if you can get your soulmate sketched on Etsy, apparently it was only like 25 bucks, which, you know, mama loves a friggin' deal. I'll tell you what. 
hold on, thirsty again. We got to put it out there. I've said it. You got to manifest it. You got to ask the universe for it. And um, maybe you have to, you know, go to a crime scene and have them dry you up who they think you're going to be with. Because at this point, what do we have to lose? You know, what, what do we have to lose? Everything and nothing at the same fucking time. It is what it is. I got asked this weekend, Heather, what are you doing about the wedding? And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you guys anymore. It was changed to next June. I don't know. Can we get to Italy? We've got no food. We have no jobs. Our pet's heads are falling off. I don't have an answer. And I have an obligation to my wedding guests at some point to like let them know by at least January, right? Because they have to know whether or not they need to start booking international flight. But we really can't book international flight. Like, I don't know what to tell anyone. So I'm t- I've got to tell all these hussies that keep emailing me, hold on to your britches and your passports and I'll let you know when I know, when they know where the fuck to go. I mean, I'm just trying to get through the holidays at this point. But you bet your ass at some point I will be thin in a white dress and the attention will be on me because I have been waiting a lifetime to be a bride. Not really, but I will have that moment. Come hell or high water. Whether it's, I don't know, at a Chick-fil-A off the side of 85 or maybe at the Oasis Good Time Emporium, I actually bet they have a great banquet hall. Just set up the food on the stage. And you know, I feel comfortable on a stage. Maybe that's my plan B. Might have to crack open a door though so grandma doesn't die, but it is what it is at this point. And the people saying, just do it in the backyard. I can't do it in the backyard. Absolutely not till you tell me to get married in the backyard. Because I've got a lot of friends and that's not a braggadocio thing to say. It's that I don't have a big family. Most of my family's dead. Therefore, my friends are my family. And if I have three people at the wedding or 300, somebody's going to get upset about it. So I'd rather just wait and do the damn thing when I want to. But it's just this like innate pressure for anybody to have anything in their life. Like to be able to give somebody an answer. And it really kind of taps into my friends who are, you know, very organized and scheduled and rent regimented. My girlfriend asked me, she's like, so what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what you're doing? Six months from now, can you fucking tell me? Because I can't. I don't know what to tell you. And I've said this since the beginning. If anybody thinks that I'm getting any money back from like the country of Italy, like I am Italian. Jeff is Italian. Jeff is the biggest scammer on this planet in like the best, cutest way. You know what I mean? But Jeff's like, oh yeah, like we're not getting our money back from Italy. So either we push this six years and we get illegally married at the courthouse and then just have a big party over there. But that 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 money's not leaving the country of Italy. You know what I mean? So I'll let you know when the invites are going out. <laughs> but in the meantime, Quit fucking asking. Yes. This next product doesn't even need an introduction because I friggin' love Spanx more than anything. Okay. I wear all of their stuff. I wear the active wear, the black, perfect black pant with the four pockets, which to me is the perfect pant ever. I wore them on tour. I wear them every day. I'm literally obsessed with Spanx. I just think Sarah Blakely's a genius. I cannot say enough. I'm going off script here because I just feel very passionate about it. Listen, you need to try their four pocket perfect black pant, which is a part of the Spanx perfect black pant collection and was one of Oprah's favorite things last year. And I'm sure her favorite thing this year, because when it's that good, it never goes out of style. 
The collection comes in six ultra-flattering, smoothing pull-on styles, including two new limited edition styles, making this collection your go-to for any outfit or occasion. And I want to literally collect them all. Some of the new styles are like the satin trim straight leg or the sequin tuxedo skinny. Their leggings are my favorite leggings in the entire world. I just got the new pleather ones. It's going to make me look like Erica Jane from The Real Housewives. I friggin' love Spanx. And I love that this Spanx Perfect Black Pant is offered in a range of sizes available from extra small to 3X and petite, regular, and tall inseams. Listen, Spanx does it all, okay? They make you feel great. They make you feel secure. And you know what? They're inclusive, and I love that. They've got all the sizes, okay? It didn't get better than this. I friggin' love Spanx. Oh, and did I mention that these new Perfect Black Pants are also machine washable? Because who has time to take anything to the dry cleaners? I sure as hell don't. Here's the deal. The Perfect Black Pant will perfectly fit you with the Spanx straight front jacket, which, you know, is my favorite jacket in the world. I always wear it. They also feature Spanx signature Ponte fabric and their most famous faux leather. I mean, listen, all their stuff can be worn so many ways. I'm obsessed. To check out all my Spanx picks for 10% off your order, plus free shipping and returns, visit Spanx.com slash absolutely. That's S-P-A-N-X.com slash absolutely and use the code absolutely for 10% off today. Now back to the podcast. Because I got one bitch. If she asked me one more time, she's not getting an invite. You know what I mean? And I know she doesn't listen to the podcast because she's one of those friends. She's one of those. I'm like, you're not involved. You're not really involved. But you want to be at my ass about it. Call me when you've listened to three episodes in a row. Wow, I'm sassy today. I apologize. I do want on a light note, just say thank you to all the kind messages from last week. Let your haters be your motivators. And we're all just trying to get through this. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just trying to do my thing, eat some chicken wings at the Oasis Good Time Emporium. I've given them way too much free advertising. (laughs) And listen, Thanksgiving's coming up and I went to the Oasis Good Time Emporium. How many times can I say this? On Thanksgiving night one time in college. You know, like your parents, everyone's hung over from the turkey already. And a bunch of my my buddies from high school were like, let's go to Oasis. And they picked me up and we came home at four o'clock in the morning. We had the time of our lives. And you bet your ass I had a second Thanksgiving buffet dinner at the strip club. I know somebody right now is doing a deep eye roll. Don't sleep on it until you've tried it. That's what's up. I feel very passionate about that. If you can't tell. Anyways, always remember you can call into the hotline. I need you calling in. I need to know what's going on in your world. I hope you are less chaotic than I am because Lord knows it's a shit show over here. Oh, real quick side note. We had neighbors about four houses down, already put up Christmas decorations. And I've been toying with the idea, like, do I want to decorate? We try and go away for Christmas. I don't know what we're going to do because of COVID. They have them professionally done. They have these people out there working. You know, they've got the vans out there that's like professional lights and more Atlanta or whatever the fuck the company's called. And these people were out there at 6 a.m. to probably 6 p.m. And so I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be a spectacle. They have a beautiful home. And I don't, God only knows the hour rate on this professional decor company. These lights are the tackiest thing you've ever seen. And my thing is you either go full tacky. You either say absolutely yes. We're going to go full tacky, blow up, snow globe. Nothing's going to match. Or we go full classy. There is no half ass in the middle. Because at that point, to me, you seem wishy-washy and you can't commit. You know what I'm saying? Front yard situation. I will have to somehow 
figure out how to put it up on Instagram because literally everyone in my neighborhood now follows me and I've stirred the pot so much. I don't know how much longer I can stay here. But we got snowflakes with like other colored lights, with garland, with different colored lights. There's no lights that match. It's like we could have either gone colorful or just all white. Pick or choose. Then we got these were bulbs coming down from the trees. I'm up in arms. I'm going on my night walks, trying to get heart healthy, you know, taking my weed edibles, going on a night walk. I'm back at those. And I just got to look at this decor. And I think, what was the price tag, Cheryl? I'm sure you paid these guys a cool 8K for what? Just to ruffle my HOA feathers? You bet your ass you did. You bet your ass you did. Here we go. Happy fucking holidays, everybody. Buckle up. We're going. As always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Let's get into uh, your problems because I know you got them and I want to hear about them. Let's hit the absolutely not line. Here we go. Hi, Heather. This is Stephanie from Chicago. I have a, I don't know what this is. It's just mostly information for you that I was Googling bison because my, my family recently moved to Utah. I did not move with them. I'm, I'm in Chicago because I'm not you know, a, a Mormon farmer. But did you know that bison weigh 2,200 pounds and they can run 40 miles per hour and they're extremely dangerous and will come for you? Could you imagine just being on a leisurely walk in Utah and a 2,200 pound something is running at you 40 miles per hour? That's like 10 times what a human rent they think. Also, I'm worried about their knees. They have very thin ankles, much like yourself. Someone should check in on both the bison and the people of Utah. Love and light. Love you, Heather. Bye. You know what else we don't have time to worry about this year? is the fucking bison. Absolutely not. Now, I love bison because they're beautiful animals. And there, it's a great lean protein. I love a Ted's Montana bison burger. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. They have every kind of burger you can imagine. You feel high end. They also have a great eggless Caesar salad dish that'll blow your mind. One of the best Caesars, I will say. It is eggless, but it's a nice vinaigrette dressing. I'm triggered by this for a lot of reasons. One, when you bring up bison, it reminds me of uh, a very distinct moment in my life when the day I found out I didn't get, get into the college of my choice, Pepperdine. I went home after school and I got in a huge fight with my dad. He was like, I don't understand why you didn't do better on the SATs. And I was like, dad, I, I need help. You know what I mean? I was the kind of student who would, while the other kids were taking AP classes, I was standing outside on the, on the porch of the school, just smelling a wind chime. I don't even know you can smell wind chimes, but I'd find a way to see what it smelled like. You know what I mean? I hope that paints a picture for you. So I got in a huge fight with my dad and he's like, you're fucked, Heather. Fuck, you didn't get into Pepperdine. What the fuck are you going to do? Like, we got to figure this out. And I was like, I know, dad, I'm stressed. And so I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go meet my friends. I'm going to figure it out. And I went to Ted's Montana Grill with my best friends, Katie, Annie, and Mary. And they met me because they were like, Code red, Heather's not doing well. We got to figure this out. So I went to Ted's Montana Grill and then maybe 15 minutes later, my parents roll in and I was so mad at my parents because they were yelling at me because I didn't get into college. And I was like, why is this on me? You know, should I have maybe taken the SATs more serious? Yes, but I think SATs are bullshit. Either you know it or you don't. Either you're good at it or you're not. I'm a salesperson. 
Put me out in the field, coach. Let me get the job done. This working up to the project is not how I thrive. Lights, camera, action, bison, let's roll. So I'm eating my bison burger. I'd always get the one with the, the sauteed mushrooms and onions and like a some sort of Gruyere cheese. You know what I mean? And I, I'm like, God damn it. I see my dad walk in and he's just, we both just start laughing, laughing our asses off. And he's like, I love you. I knew you'd come here. And this kind of plays into the stress cake. He's like, I knew you'd be getting a stress bison burger. And I said, but dad, it's lean. He's like, and that's why you're a smart cookie. Not smart enough to get into Pepperdine, but you're still my smart cookie. And then my parents pulled up a chair and we laughed and we giggled. And dad was like, well, figure it out. Because we're all in this together. I'll tell you what, I haven't really been to a Ted's Montana girl since because, well, I get diarrhea pretty frequently from there. I don't know if they changed up the menu. Maybe they put eggs back into the eggless Caesar and it's just fucking me up. I don't know. But back to your point. Okay, so you're visiting family in Utah and you're realizing that this beautiful, majestic animal is actually quite a threat. I mean, the fact that a bison can go 40 miles an hour is beyond me. Got to be honest with you. Didn't see that tidbit, fun fact coming at me. Wow. I can't even get my words out talking about these beautiful animals. And can I just throw this out there? I feel like you called me from like, I don't know, a Nissan Xterra. Remember when they made those? Oh, every cool girl in high school had a Nissan Xterra. You know what I mean? You're driving around Utah and your old cousin's Nissan Xterra just literally getting charged at a red light by a bison. It's not okay, but it is okay. Because this entire call, while it was probably meant to be a warning sign, a signal of, whoa, watch the fuck out, you tie-ins. You tie-ins? Is that what you call people from Utah? You tie-ins? I'm going to go with that. Watch out. PSA, red alert. Bison are on the loose. They'll nip at your ACL. But really, this took me down memory lane of the day I didn't, I found out I didn't get into Pepperdine. And I went to Dead's Montana Grill after fighting with my parents. And that is why I am here today. So just so you know, it's all full circle and everything happens for a reason. Not really, but people who tell you everything happens for a reason can honestly go fuck themselves. Y'all know I'm trying to stay lubed up and hydrated with my skin this winter. Well, guess what? The number one cocoa butter brand, Palmer's, introduces its new hemp oil collection. I am obsessed with this stuff. I'm getting out of the shower and just slathering it all over my body. Why? Because Palmer's new Hemp Oil Calming Relief Body Lotion and body oil calms, soothes, and hydrates even your driest skin. You know me, I've got eczema, I've got the flare-ups, I've got the itchy dry skin. This Palmer's Hemp Oil Calming Relief Body Lotion and Oil is a game changer. It's ideal for, like I said, sensitive and eczema-prone skin, providing dry skin relief, and it's with literally the most powerful moisturizers ever. Hemp oil, body oil, soothes irritation, boosts hydration, and improves skin's texture and radiance. Hemp oil body lotion is clinically proven to, to help irritation, dryness, and itching. 
Double up and layer the lotion on top of the oil for max hydration. Legit, just put on the oil and then put on the lotion. And next thing you know, you're going to literally feel like you have the most silky, smooth, luscious skin ever. Palmer's Hemp Oil Skin Care Collection is dermatologist-tested, hypoallergenic, and safe for sensitive skin. You can find these products in-store and online at Walmart, Target, Walgreens, or Amazon. Pricing is less than $10 each. From Palmer's, choose what's real. And that's what's up. Now, back to the podcast. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. Oh, sorry. I, that was loud. Uh, it's Sally from South Carolina. I'm currently uh, in a two-hour drive to go to a goddamn baby shower. And I'm absolutely not. Absolutely not. These baby showers. I'm in a dress. I'm not feeling great about myself due to COVID weight. I'm going to awkwardly stand around in a room with middle-aged women that are somehow related to this girl and her husband and need to play the pimento cheese. And leave 80 bucks poor because I had to buy some stupid high chair. Make an Amazon wish list. Let me send you a onesie with a turtle on it. I don't care, but let's put an end to baby showers. Let's, I just, I need someone to commiserate with right now because this is just, I'm not feeling it. Um, to add insult to injury, I had to cancel my wedding this year, but I'm still having to go to this damn baby shower. So just wanted to throw that out there. Let's just put an end to it. I mean, come on. She had one last weekend. This is her second. Let's let's not be greedy, you know? Anyway, love and light. You're wonderful. I'm listening to your podcast on my drive, so thank you for just bringing light into this miserable situation. All right. Love you. Bye. Sally from South Carolina, I'll tell you what, I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. One, you just drove two and a half hours to get to said baby shower. You better be the godparent of this fucking kid or you just got bamboozled. And you know what? When are we going to have the real honest conversation about changing the menu for these baby showers? Now, I love nothing more than a chicken salad sandwich rolled up in a nice, flaky, crusty crescent roll. Don't get me wrong. But at some point, can we not have a full fajita bar? Can we not make this a real meal? It's like you got to go graze, eat some, I don't know, trans fat finger foods. When I would love a, a great cut of steak. You're already cutting out. I can't go to brunch because, you know, your baby shower is probably at two. So I'm not allowed to go to brunch and get breakfast. And it's when I get out, it's that weird in-between phase at like 4.30. None of the restaurants have opened for dinner. So you better feed me a full meal. I'm essentially intermittent fasting on my two and a half hour drive to your fucking baby shower. Absolutely not. Absolutely yes to a beautiful birth, a new life in this world. But I I kind of agree with you. Now, I don't know how I will have children, whether, you know, if I will, who the fuck knows? At this point, I might adopt like a 16-year-old who can fend for themselves and possibly survive the zombie apocalypse. Because you and I both know, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen even in 2021. But let's talk about the distance. You've already gone far, far too far out of your way to see this woman pregnant. And you know what I kind of can't stand is when the husbands are there. You know, where they show up at the end and they're like, hey, (laughs) I did that. I stuck my penis inside of her and look, she got fat with the baby. We've all been there too. The guy shows up at the end. He's like, whoa, so many ladies in the house. (laughs) I wasn't supposed to be here, but I showed up. (laughs) And he really just came to get the Ziploc baggies of the chicken salad sandwiches wrapped in flaky, crusty crescent rolls. Because, you know, they make like 200 for the shower and then like maybe 50 are eaten. No, probably like a cool 25. I mean, I could house probably six alone, but I've got issues. Every single fucking time the husband comes in. <laughs> oh my God, 
Was I supposed to be here? Nope, sure wasn't, but I am. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Mark. I jizzed dinner. You're like, we know what you fucking did. We don't need you here. And then the, the mom-to-be is trying to act not nervous. You know, she's like, this is great. I can't wait to have the baby. But you can see the subtext of the text of her eyes. They're darting back and forth, scanning the room of all the other people who were currently mothers. You know, and they're like, oh, how did you, did you have a C-section? Or was it natural? Oh, you ripped to your asshole. Oh God, wow. Okay, you had six surgeries. Wow. And then the mom's like, <laughs> it's all gonna be okay. I tried to have a je ne sais quoi out of the ordinary baby shower for my friend Anne Marie. And she got very upset. I was gonna have a mariachi band, margarita bar, do fajitas. I've just really had fajitas on the mind. And then everything was cool. And then at the last minute, Annie, I'm throwing you under the bus. She wanted to go for a Parisian theme. And then we had to go basically back to shitty finger foods. And everybody wore a semi-uncomfortable dress from Ann Taylor Loft. Shout out to Ann Taylor, though. I do love them. But you know what I mean? It was one of those things where I was like, I was squeezed into an eyelet dress that really wasn't my color, really didn't flatter me. And the poor, you know, the bride is always... Listen, whether you put on weight when you're pregnant or not, and you're like one of those lucky, I think I said brides, when when you're one of those lucky pregnant ladies who just looks glowing. You know, some people, half my friends were fucking miserable. Half my friends would have 700 children just because they loved being pregnant. I don't get it, but more power to you. My friend Annie looked fantastic. She was glowing. But then my other friend, Katie, she was like, Heather, I can't get my feet into these Vince Camuto slip-ons. You know what I mean? And Katie's a petite girl. She was like, I've got, I got the gestational diabetes. I'm only allowed to have blueberries at my own fucking baby shower because my sugars are off. What's going on? So I say we change the subculture or not even the subculture. Let's just change the culture of baby showers. What do we want? Pizza parties. Where do we want them? Six flags. Put the mom to be on the screen machine. Drive her directly to the hospital. Makes sense to me. Let's get to the point. We're going to drag this out another four weeks. It's the whole art of sophistication and the walking on the eggshells at these baby showers. And then if you're like me and you're just bloated, people, maybe grandma asks you, you know, how far along you are. And then you got to punch her in the teeth and say, listen, bitch, back off me. I'm on my fourth chicken salad sandwich and I'm not expecting. In fact, don't know how many eggs I have left. Thanks for asking, Barbara. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. And also, I'm never, ever in the history of friendships driving two and a half hours for a baby shower. I'm not doing it. If you have rented out Six Flags and I get to ride rides and eat corn dogs and you want to watch, I will do that. It's just like we got to spice things up. And it doesn't have to be a Kardashian baby shower where everybody wears like a muted, nude, pewter you know, like a pewter green. They're always in that, like a like a light navy, brassy blue. We don't have to go that far. Like I'm not wearing a fucking bandage dress at your baby shower. And I'm shaped like an apple. So I've kind of been waiting for the moment that I'm pregnant because then I could just let my stomach do its thing and then wear tight clothes on top of it and be like, look, I'm pregnant. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'm not. I'm not wearing a bandage dress and some muted color, some sort of warm shade of beige that looks terrible and makes my skin look sallow. I'm not doing it. And if you think I'm putting miles on my least Audi, you're out of your mind. And then when I got to turn it in at the end and they're like, you went over your miles by two and a half hours. I'll say, yeah, you want to know why? Because I had to go to Claire's fucking baby shower and East Jesus. And the only thing they fed me was chicken salad sandwiches. 
and crescent rolls. And did I get to take the Ziploc baggies home for the car ride home? No, because fucking Mark showed up and was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Oh, but I'm great. I'm taking the food to go. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely not. Hi, Heather. This is Megan from Lexington, Kentucky. Am I absolutely not as being denied dessert when you're at your weakest point? Today, I was full of anxiety and decided I wanted to stress bake a cake. So I did. Put it in the oven. Came back 30 minutes later, and it was like soup in the oven was cold. So I thought, <laughs> oh, Megan, you forgot to turn on the oven. So I put it in again, came back 30 minutes later, and it's the same thing because apparently, even though I used my oven to make dinner, it stopped working to make my stress cake. And so I can't go over to my friend's house like I normally would to bake the cake because we're in the middle of a pandemic and all of my friends that live here were exposed to COVID this week. So I can't bake the cake. They might get sick and I don't know what to do. But thank God, because apparently my broiler still works on the oven, just not the regular oven. So I'm sitting here trying to broil a cake just so I can stress eat a piece. And I don't know, absolutely not to this oven. Absolutely not to COVID-19 and absolutely not to Friday the 13th, 2020, because I'm at my wit's end here. Thanks, Heather. Love and light. Wish I could be a tiramisu bitch right now. Bye. Sister friend, oh, God, a stress cake. I've had about 15 of those this week, and I don't even really know why. But you know me. I love a dolce de leche. I love a sweet treat. It is what it is. So let me get this straight. Let's talk about your little conundrum here. You make your chicken in the oven. Everything's copacetic, good to go. Doesn't come out raw, cooked all the way through. I'm hoping you made some funfetti. Who didn't love a funfetti? Not only do, do the sparkles of color in the funfetti cake really just, you know, help with the stress. You're like, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. I've got a funfetti cake. Or I also love a box strawberry cake. I don't know about you, but every year on my birthday, I would do strawberry with strawberry icing. And honestly, the more artificial, kind of the better. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So you go to make your cake, 30 minutes, walk away, oven's not on. Okay, I'll, I'll just, you know, hit the buttons a second time. Second time, doesn't work. So you have to turn on the broiler. One fun fact about me, I have no fucking idea what a broiler does. I have an oven. I have two ovens. Couldn't tell you. If, if the, the recipe says broil, I just throw it out the window. No fucking idea. I know that the broiler gets really fucking hot, but I don't trust it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want, I, I like to, I like a gas oven. I can't do an electric stove, but I need to see the flame. The broiler, I don't trust. It's too hot for me not to be able to see what the fuck's going on. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what, I, I, I hope you got your cake in the broiler. Second of all, let's talk about your shady fucking friends who all got COVID. Now I'm not COVID shaming anyone, but did they invite, each other to a party and then you weren't invited and that's the only way you don't have COVID is because you didn't go to the get-together? One, maybe you need to take this time to eat the fucking cake and sit down and think about whether or not you want to be friends with these losers because they clearly didn't invite you to the first party. Now, is it a blessing in disguise? Yes. Is it a blessing in disguise that, you know, you were able to turn the broiler on? Yes. Was it the universe sending you a signal that maybe, maybe this is a part of a bigger picture, bigger, bigger problem? Maybe it was really you having to reevaluate whether or not you want to be friends with all these assholes down the street that got the Ronas. There's a lot of things that could have gone on there, but you actually saved yourself by having to stay home on Friday the fucking 13th, which is a side note. 13's always been my lucky number. So I don't, I mean, I respect the fear around it, 
but I don't fully get it. You know what I'm saying? You had to put your damn cake in the broiler. I don't know if it's lucky or if it's not lucky, but I think you need to reevaluate going over to, you know, Trish and Tom's house because they're clearly making questionable life decisions. Or maybe they have beef with you and they didn't want to bring it up. So they didn't invite you over. Maybe they're actually having an orgy with a couple other couples and that's how they all got COVID. No one really knows. I did hear a fun fact though. Um, I believe on NPR that if you are short, under like 5'5", five, five, you're in the, technically the splash sneeze zone. So to all my little munchkin friends out there, you got to watch yourselves. You might want to wear a hat as well. Not only a mask, but a hat. Because apparently you're in the splash zone and that's what's up. I'm glad that you are a problem solver, though. That is the upsell of this. That's the exciting, really joyful factor to this whole story is that you are still able to use a broiler. But again, confusing. Is the broiler not, in fact, a part of the oven? I don't know what it does. Broiling down the house. You know what I mean? I don't know what it does. But nothing says 2020 like a stress cake, like a stress cheese it maybe a stress rack of ribs. Have you ever just sat in your car and sucked on a bone with some sweet, sweet baby Ray's sauce dripping down your chin and you're trying not to get it on your favorite root sweatshirt? Hey, roots from Canada. I'd love some gifts. Send them my way. I'm wearing one of your sweatshirts now and it's incredibly comfortable and delicious and yummy. Speaking of yummy, another stress thing I like to eat, crab cakes. There's something elevated about a crab cake when you're in a stressful situation, it's like, I'm going to treat myself. I love a crab cake, a, a, a crisp fry, a glass of Sancerre. You know what I'm saying? Again, always with the wedge salad, some Funfetti ice cream, some Funfetti cake at the end. That's a perfect meal to me. My blood sugar spikes through the fucking roof. I do zoomies around the house, call all of my friends hysterically crying. And then I eventually pass out. That's how I deal with my situations. But really, the real matter-of-fact moment of this phone call is that you need to talk to your friends. What the fuck is up? Also, we got to get you a new oven. Let's see if we can get a sponsorship there. Thank you for calling in. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. This is Maggie. Um, didn't mention that one before, but buy uh, me someone who got scammed from Sam's Club. And um, pretty much he said you wanted an update, so here it is. Here's the follow-up. Mimi called me spazzing out. I was on the other end of the phone thinking that this poor little lady was in the middle of a stroke because I had no idea what she was saying. So then she just tells me she's on the way and hangs up the phone. And Mimi, who can't even drive, calls her little old lady who drives her around town, takes her to Arby's daily. But that's a different story. And she starts making her way to Sam's Club. But thankfully, we stopped her right as they were pulling in the parking lot. So... No $600 gift card for them. Mm-hmm. Maggie, thank you for calling in with the Mimi update. Absolutely yes to the fact that Mimi is safe and sound. Now, if you don't know what she's talking about, um, Maggie called in, I think, two weeks ago and told us about how her grandmother got scammed. Her grandmother got a phone call from people who said her daughter had been in a texting and driving accident and they needed her to go to Sam's Club and get $600 worth of Visa gift cards and call them back with the numbers of the gift cards immediately in order for them to either A, release her out of jail or B, let her out of the hospital. 
Either way, elders are getting scammed. It's been a common theme through the podcast this year that this is my new philanthropy. I have to stop elder abuse when it comes to scamming. So one, I have a couple questions here. Mimi has an older gal pal who drives her to Arby's every fucking day. Maggie, you can't just brush past that. I need you to call back in next week so we can get the Arby's rundown. I mean, they have the meats, but who's hitting an Arby's that frequently? A couple theories that have just rushed into my head. One, does Mimi maybe have a flirt situation happening at Arby's? You know, maybe they have a senior citizen situation where they've got a guy, you know, working the cashier. Maybe it's her boyfriend. Maybe Mimi loves, you know, roast beef and cheddar. I don't know who does. And if I'm being biased, just tell me. Would I love to do a commercial for Arby's? For sure. Am I bitter that they haven't called me? We have the meat. I've got the voice for it. And they haven't called me. Right now, voiceover works a hot commodity because you can do it basically anywhere. It's very COVID friendly. So where's my phone call, Arby's? Whatever. I don't need to make this about myself. But let's talk about Mimi going to Arby's every day, which I think you said she had an older driver. She's probably the same age as her. So they're probably freaking frack doing donuts in the parking lot, hoping that they don't run right into the play center that's outside. I swear to God, y'all. Robin's 72 in spry and she's going to get really pissed that I said this, but her driving's getting, it's getting bad at night at least. Like where she just kind of like checks out and she's having a conversation to herself. And then the next thing you know, we've got a cross like six lanes on the highway. And then if you tell her, Robin, what, like, what are you doing? She just screams, fuck you, like that, really loud. I know exactly what I was doing. I, I saw that oil tanker. I saw the oil tanker. And you know she didn't. I mean, I don't know if it's safer if I get my mom, somebody to drive her at night who's the same age as her because her friends are dingbacks too. And, and the best way possible. I mean that with love. You know what I mean? When you're with your friend, that one friend who you just become just a fucking ding dong nutter butter with and you just do stupid shit. Like you're definitely going to rear end somebody. Like when I'm in the car with Ray, Ray and I are 100% going to get into something just not acceptable. Okay. So Mimi goes to Arby's every day, but the good thing is you caught her before she went into the Sam's club, which is good Good to know. And I'm glad that we had a happy ending to this story because I was very concerned for Mimi for a while. And I want you to know that my Mimi, my grandmother's name was Mimi. She was meaner than all hell. And I, I believe I've shared these stories before on the podcast. Strong Dixie Democrat from Arkansas. She was the one who took my sister and I to uh, glamour shots at the mall. And my sister was allowed to get these beautiful glamour shots, but I was not because Mimi said I had to grow out of my awkward phase in quotes. And so I went home and my mom said, fuck this. We're taking you back to Glamour Shots. But the photos turned out so bad. I don't know that we have a proof of purchase. Like, you know, at the end, you, you pay for the session, but then you can also pay to take home the actual proof that you were there. And I, I still, through the archives, cannot find those specific photos, which is alarming on so many levels. You know what I'm saying? My mom went back to the mall to prove a point to my mean Mimi, but then I don't think she, in fact, purchased the photos herself either because they were so horrific to look at. A lot of these voicemails are just triggering old emotions. And I don't know, again, if it's because the holidays are coming up or what's going on, but wow, 
really taking me to a dark place here. Glenn, Mimi's okay. Want to know about Arby's? Please call back in, Maggie. I need to know more. And um, listen, we're going to stop scammers. We're going to stop scammers because I can't, I'll put my foot down. I won't fucking deal with it. Maggie doesn't deserve this. Mimi doesn't deserve this. Robin doesn't deserve this. Call your granny, call your older aunt, call somebody who's over the age of 60 this week. Tell them you love them and, and, and tell them you're keeping an eagle's eye out for them. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. Hello, Heather. This is Emily in Rhode Island. I have an absolutely not that involves myself and my small toddler picking up takeout tonight from a lovely Greek restaurant where I was followed out to my car by the owner of the restaurant and he accused me of stealing their tip jar off the counter when I picked up my takeout. Accusing a young mother with her toddler on her hip and two pizzas in her hand of stealing your fucking tip jar? Are you joking? Absolutely not. I will not be patronizing that restaurant any longer. Emily in Rhode Island, this is one of the best voicemails I've ever heard in my life. One, because you get right to the point, you got specifics. It also involves a crime, a possible framing of a crime. Right out the gate, Emily, I believe you're innocent, but I do have a couple questions. Now, I am observing that you're in Rhode Island. I feel like Rhode Island's probably a lot like, you know, Maine. It's very secluded. You've got your old mom and pop places. First question, though, is why are you getting pizza at a Greek joint? Now, don't get me wrong. I love Greek food. I love a hummus. I love the Greek lemon chicken soup. I love a stuffed grape leaf, a gyro, a beautiful grilled lamb plate with some rice and a Greek salad. That's my fucking jam. But pizza? us. You know what I'm saying? So that might've been your first, that might've been your first no-no. Now, I don't know. You could be absolutely batshit crazy. You could have walked in with pizzas from the Italian place next door, gone in with your toddler as a distraction, grabbed the tip jar and then bounced. And the Greek guy's falling you out. Like we don't even fucking sell pizza here, bitch. You came in, grabbed cold, hard cash off the counter and bounced. And now, you know, Mr. Papadopoulos is like, I'm the crazy one. Up in Rhode Island, I feel like y'all do a lot of weird shit. So I'm not surprised you're getting pizza from a Greek place. And if it's a Greek pizza, we maybe say banana peppers, olives, ooh, some red onions, some feta. I'm here for it. I'd like to also drizzle some Greek dressing on top. Ooh, squeeze some fresh lemon. Fuck yes. I digress. I can only imagine too, if you've got a baby, a toddler, do toddlers walk? What age is it technically a toddler? Like two, two to three? Two to three, right? You've got a toddler on one hip, one hand. You got the pizzas in the other. You don't have a fucking free hand to grab the fishbowl tip jar. And I do, Emily, need you to call in and give us details. Was was the tip jar a fishbowl? Was it smaller, like a small mason jar? Was it a small cube? acrylic cube that just sits there that you can maybe crumple like $3 in. Now, if I could, I could see this happening where maybe you tried to tip him five, but then if you're like me, I've got huge hands, it gets stuck in the fishbowl and you're too embarrassed. So you didn't know what to do. So in that moment, you just started walking out of the restaurant with your pizzas like, well, I I don't, I can't get this out. And I'm not going to ask this Greek guy 
God bless him to get this off. So I'm going to walk out to my car and just act like nothing happened. And then Mr. Papadopoulos has to follow you out and be like, bitch, what the fuck? Real brazen of you during COVID to rob me blind. Now, Emily, I think you're innocent. I don't think you did it, but I'm going to need to see some CCTV footage. You know what I'm saying? Might need to ask for a security cam footage. Or on the other end of this, Mr. Papadopoulos could be doing this where he just chases everybody who came into the restaurant that night out. And it's like, you stole my tip jar. And then eventually somebody just like throws 20 bucks at him just to be like, fucking get away from me. And so it's reverse tipping. Do you see what he's doing? He's intimidating you into tipping. Wow. I mean, I have a couple of Greek friends who are hustlers, but this, my friends, might be next level. I will tell you what. We're learning something new here. One, didn't know Greek pizza was a thing. Two, bet it's delicious. Three, what the fuck is going on in Rhode Island? I went to Delaware once, and that's a tricky place. I hear Rhode Island is beautiful, but Delaware is another place that I feel like would have a Greek joint popping out pizzas. I don't know. As an Italian, I'm just like, what's going on over there? And don't get me wrong. I love a food fusion. I love Korean tacos. I went to this incredible restaurant in Vancouver. It was Italian, Japanese. So you were getting like a truffle pasta with squid ink and nori on it. It was fucking fantastic. I will always love a a food mishmash journey. But I think something shady is happening in Rhode Island at this Greek pizza place. And the fact that he chased you out to your car, we might have a lawsuit on our hands. That's all I'm saying. I don't like civil court. I, I, I don't like that everyone's so happy, but we might have to get involved. It is what it is. Emily, I got your back and I know the listeners here have your back. But I'm just saying we also need to see some proof because do I trust a bitch? Maybe, maybe not for you to do Email my producer. I don't know what the email address is here, but email my producer a menu from this place. I won't blow up the place's spot because again, innocent until proven guilty. But um, I do want to see what the Greek pizza options are. I'm more I'm more interested in the food and the combos of options than I am really whether or not a crime was committed. You know what I'm saying? Which is not great on my end because that just goes to show where my mind goes. But again, I just really need to know about this menu. I need to see what's up. But Emily, love and light, and I hope you don't go back. I mean, if you didn't steal the tip jar, tell them to, Mr. Papadopoulos, fuck off. You know, maybe you're a bitch. You're like, I don't really like feta cheese on a pizza anyways. It is what it is. Oof, I'll tell you what, we're solving crimes. We're solving problems. We are doing the most. And that's why this is the Absolutely Not Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. As always, you know you can call into the hotline. You better call into the hotline because I need you. I miss you. I love you. I need updates on all of my babies. Call into the hotline. Hold on, I'm going to give you the number. Let me look it up. It's 800-213-7503. Again, 800-213-7503. We are doing the most, not the least these days, all at the same damn time. We are truly going to get to the end of this year because the light's at the end of the tunnel. And I'm hoping for the sake of all of us that we will, the, the clock will strike midnight and damn it, we will turn into, I don't know, maybe Greek pizza place owners. It's all very confusing. But in the meantime, between time, I'm here 
Call me at 800-213-7503. Let me know you're absolutely nuts because I love you. I miss you. And we're going to giggle. All right. Love and light. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci, babies. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.